Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. This is episode 66. Today we're looking at John chapter 1, verses 11 through 13. Well, let's review up to this point, then we'll get to 11 through 13. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light. But he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, and yet the world did not recognize him. Now, 11 through 13. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. So John's been talking in big terms here about Jesus. He was with God in the beginning. In fact, he was God. He was active in creation. He's the the one who brings light into the dark world, who brings life into spiritual death. And he came in that way. And, And John, the Baptist, came to testify about that. We just read in verse 10 that he came, I mean, even though he was the creator, he came into creation, but the world didn't recognize it. Now he's bringing up more specifically, he came to his own, that is his own people. He came to the Jewish people. And this is significant. Jesus was a Jew, but the Jewish people were the chosen people the people chosen by God to be this special community of people. It began with as the descendants of Abraham. God chose Abraham and said that he would create this nation out of Abraham's descendants. There would be a large nation. And their goal was to be God's community of people, to live in this relationship with God, to show that to the rest of the world, to model for the world what it looks like to be in a relationship with God. And if you read through the Old Testament, there was always a missionary call, this idea that the rest of the world will know through what the Hebrews did in their relationship with God. So this is threefold purpose to be in this relationship with God, to to model that for the world and invite the rest of the world to also know God. The uh, nation of Israel split into the, the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was destroyed, obliterated, which was left the southern kingdom, which was known as Judah. That's where we get the name Jews, those from Judah. And that's who we're dealing with in the time of Jesus. So Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. This is who Jesus came to, his own people. And if anybody should have known God or should have recognized what God was doing, it should have been the Jewish people. They knew who God was. It wasn't that he was some strange God. You had to convince them 
to, to follow the one true God versus this false God. They knew who God was. They had been followers of God for a long, long time, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. They had the scripture. They didn't have the New Testament yet, but they had the Old Testament. They had the scriptures as they existed up to this point in time. They knew who God was. God had been working with them, dealing with them, teaching them, showing them for hundreds and hundreds of years. And they were waiting expectantly for the Messiah. Now the word Messiah is a Hebrew word, means anointed one. Christ is the Greek word for anointed one. So the Messiah, the Christ, it's the same thing. So Jesus the Christ is Jesus the Messiah. And they've been expectantly waiting for the Messiah to come. So now Jesus comes as the Messiah to the people who should have known it, should have recognized it, should have accepted it, but no. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Now, he's not saying every single person rejected him, but he's saying as a group, as a population, he was not accepted. He was rejected. So this is the tragedy that John's painting here. Here here he is, the creator, coming into creation, and yet the world at large rejects him. He comes specifically to his own people, the Jewish people, and they did not receive him. So it sounds like a, a very tragic story, but yet there's a big shift here in, in verse 12. Because some people did receive him. And that's where he says in verse 12, but all who did receive him. So some, some did believe. Some became followers of Christ. Not everybody rejected him. The population at large did, but some did receive him. And those who did He gave them the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. So those who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God. So key words here, he gave them. This isn't something they earned, it's a gift. A relationship with God is a gift of God. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's something that is given to us. And it says he gave them the right. It's a right of relationship, a right of being in a family. Certain things that only family can do. Certain things that only a family can speak up on or on behalf of. Because being part of the family, there's certain rights and certain responsibilities. And he's focusing on the rights here. You're given the right to have access to God. We do not have access to God apart from being adopted by God. And being adopted into God's family gives us the right of access to God. It says the the right to be children of God. Now, this particular translation, the Christian Standard Bible says to be children of God. Most translations say to become children of God. Um, I think that fits better. Because it's not just a, a state of being, it's a change of status. It involves the, the changing of not being a child of God to being a child of God. We become children of God. Used to be we were not children of God. Now we are because we became children of God. There's a change, change of status. It's like that shift from, from death to life, from darkness to light, from 
not being a child of God, to being a child of God. And he specifically describes them as children of God. He doesn't say sons of God. Now, some places in the New Testament do. Paul uses that sometimes. But John never refers to us as being sons of God. He reserves that for Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. He refers to us as children of God. And I don't know if we should make too much of that, but I think he just makes that distinctive that, wow, we are adopted by God. We are children of God. We're not equivalent to Jesus. He is a special case. And as he said back in verse 1, he was God. So we're given this right to be children of God, brought into God's family, adopted by God. And now as children, we have rights. We have access that we didn't have before. And then to recap it, this is for those who believe in his name. Not just believe a set of facts, but believe in his name. And by believing in his name, it's referring to believing in him, believing in who he is. And again, not just believing facts about who he is, but believing in the person. In, in the Bible, somebody's name is tied up with who they are. So to believe in the name of Jesus is to believe in Jesus as a person, to trust him as a person. And he talks about the how that birth comes about, how, how that adoption comes about. And these people were born not of natural descent or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. So they weren't born by natural descent. They weren't born biologically. They weren't born as a, a, a human desire, but born by God. And this is bringing up this whole idea. We'll see again when Jesus speaks of Nic to Nicodemus in chapter 3. But being born again, there is a physical birth where we come into existence physically, but we are spiritually dead at physical birth. And it's not until we receive spiritual birth when we are born again, that's what John's addressing here. And that occurs through receiving him, believing in his name. That's what receiving him means, is to believe in his name. And that results in spiritual birth or being born again. And this birth is not physical birth, it is spiritual birth. So John's continuing the explanation of who Jesus is here in the uh, prologue. We're up through verse 13 out of 18 of this prologue. And I've been reading the, the whole prologue up to this point every time, the repetition. Uh, and again, I challenge uh, everyone to, uh, this, is a, this is a great passage to memorize. It uh, speaks in, in such big terms about Jesus, but still brings it down to a, a personal level and to those who believe in his name, that is, those who receive him, this is how you get the right to be a child of God. Not by anything we do, not by anything we deserve, but because of a gift of God through faith in Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through the Gospel of John.